Hi, this is Nick from Volume One, and the brand new Volume One podcast was made possible by Royal Credit Union, Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic, and DebraBecker.com, offering State Farm Insurance. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year, and welcome to the Volume One podcast. We are beaming to you live from the year 2021, where all of the world's problems have been solved. <laughs> We've washed our hands of everything bad that's happened in 2020. Nothing but peace and harmony. From here on out, uh, my, my name is Eric Christensen. Uh, I'll be your host today. Normally, uh, our producer Nick is here on the ones and twos, but he's out today, so we've got 100% more Tom Giffey in the building. Hey. Tom Giffey is here, co-managing editor of Volume 1, improv extraordinaire, Silver oh. Fox, Tom Giffey, <laughs> stepping in I in thought, the 11th hour. I, I thought the headphones would cover the silver, but I guess not. <laughs> no, Tom, you look great. Come Thanks. on. How are you feeling, Tom? You excited? I'm feeling good. You know, I was thinking, I, I'm filling in for Nick here. It, it reminds me of the old days when, when I was a kid watching the soap operas with my mom, and it would be like, you know. <laughs> Yep. This this week, Doctor Bob will be played by. So, <laughs> this week, Nick will be played, played by, by Tom, Tom Giffey. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. I'll try to pull it off. Well, thank you for stepping in, Tom. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's a brand new year, and just doesn't it feel just exactly the same? Uh, let's <laughs> let's start the show. We've got a great one coming up for you, folks. Uh, later on in the program, he's the founder of the Black Male Empowerment Organization at UW Eau Claire. He's the owner slash manager slash CEO of Power of Perception, LLC, a mentoring program focused on black and biracial youth in the Valley. Dennis Beal is here. Very excited to chat with him. Uh, but first, we got lots of important, uh, yet also perhaps trivial, local stuff to talk <laughs> about with our esteemed panel of guests, uh, hot takes and even hotter panelists. And let's start with the hottest of them all. First, <laughs> he's the digital services and marketing specialist over at the L.E. Phillips Memorial Public Library, a writer, columnist, uh, my former colleague at Volume 1. I should say our former yeah. colleague, Thomas, here. And he was the first baby born in Monroe, Wisconsin on January 1st, 19... <laughs> 76, that's right, yeah. 76. Yeah. Uh, our dear friend Mike Paulus is here. Hey, All thanks right. for having me. It's a new year, yeah. baby, so yeah, we got right. the New Year's baby. <laughs> I'm excited. Every part of me is just alive right now <laughs> to be here. And over on my right, uh, she's the owner of 200 Main, an art gallery and wine bar in downtown Eau Claire. She spent her career teaching gifted education in the Eau Claire School District, served as the first female president of the Eau Claire Association of Educators, and now, in addition to owning and operating 200 Main, she serves as president of the Eau Claire Public Arts Council. Please welcome Joe Ellen Burke. Thank you. An honor to be here. Thank you, Joe, for being here. Uh, let's get into it. So we've got some, uh, mm -hmm. got some stuff to talk about, maybe. I'm ready uh, for it. I'm ready. <laughs> I was born so, ready. So yeah, it's, it's our first episode of the new year. We got a fresh start, clean slate here in 2021. Uh, we have a real opportunity to make some lasting and impactful change here in the Chippewa Valley, but... To be honest, I'm not really interested in hearing about any of that quite yet. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear <laughs> what I want to hear about is the annoying and totally worthless stuff that we should leave back in 2020. Mm. So mm -hmm. these are our Chippewa Valley pet peeve resolutions for the new year. So if you could have one annoying thing about the Chippewa Valley magically disappear this year, what would it be? Tom, let's start with you. <laughs> you know, we've seen a lot in the national news recently about, you know, uh, deplatforming people, taking them off of social media, <laughs> taking whole social media channels off of Amazon. Ooh, and, yeah. and Are you talking about cancel culture? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> wow, that's a different conversation. No, I was thinking th- this should even be broader, and I think that in the spirit of that, we should all um, just get get canceled from from social media for a little while. <laughs> Everyone just like, take it off. Just yeah. like just uh, just a just a big a big purge for all of us, especially especially commenters on on a local television station websites. <laughs> oh, wow. I think not commenters on our volume one social media yeah, or our volume one homepage because they. <laughs> They are the, the you know, brilliant. The, it's up. Yeah. People actually, I mean, honestly, Mike did this for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and we have a different breed of commenter at Volume One. I think a, a they're more, better looking, better, yeah, better looking, looking, more sure. refined, <laughs> less likely to mm-hmm. troll each other, possibly uh, younger, <laughs> possibly, possibly. I don't know, uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I think if we if we all got deplatformed for about six months, I think that would do oh, us all so a lot good. of good. We'd, oh man. Would feel amazing. Take up running. Mm-hmm. It would be great. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? What's an well, annoying thing you'd love to magically disappear? I'm kind of. A, I have to admit to being kind of a cynic anyway. So <laughs> when you pose that idea, I think of a many, many things that irritate me. But in beloved Eau Claire, I'm not um, against um, the roundabouts. I, sure. We've got a bunch of new roundabouts, so I'm totally supportive of that. But <laughs> I find them aesthetically challenged, so I would oh, get no. rid of. You don't this like circles? blank slab of concrete and add something. We need something. There. Yeah, something. I mean, there's, it, yeah, but you don't like, there's just circles, you know, they're paved circles. circles. And tempting for so anyone, then. like, I happen to be a kind of an aggressive driver, so <laughs> yeah. it tends to make you want to go right through those well, things. Well, oh, I easy. mean, some of the smaller ones up in my neighborhood, oh, yeah. they were built so you can... You can go over them if need be, especially so if you're for like late for a meeting, or you're drunk, yeah, or you're, <laughs> or you're drunk, or you're driving a big like a big truck, you a have, big yeah. eighteen wheeler, and you can't get yeah. over it. But some of the, the the one at the top of State Street Hill that has some landscaping in the middle of it. So oh, you know, it does now. Yeah, there's some there's some grasses and flowers. And but we could put, put some there, fountains or statuary or oh, maybe yeah. for oh, foam <laughs> or or like one of those. Uh, one of those things you can knock over a little bounce. Oh, that'd back be again. nice, the bouncy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was looking at um, some roundabouts in around the world, and there's actually a roundabout in France that is cheese and a grandfather clock in the oh, middle wow. of a roundabout. Oh, they go great so together. We could get creative here. Yeah, you know, that's quiet. a lot of wasted space. Or at least we can paint them like yeah. a big emoji. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you, on Google Maps, it looks real cute. Put the new Volume One office in the middle of a roundabout. Sure. <laughs> All right, Mike, what's one thing you'd like to see disappear? Uh, Let's see. Well, I, I live close to a perennial uh, sledding hill favorite, the, the Seven Bumps Sledding Hill, <laughs> oh, which, yeah. which everybody Seven uh, Bumps, that's looks, a classic. Yeah, they look upon it with nostalgia and fondness. But if you've actually actually ever used it, it's horrible. So Too many could, bumps? Yeah, <laughs> if we could just remove like five or six of the seven bumps. Have you counted? The, I've always meant to count the bumps on my way down. The There's bump. more than seven. I'm my, too I'll worried about that. my lower yeah. back. When yeah. I yeah. And right now it is icy and hard and it's a death trap. And we just, we need, we need fewer bumps. Fewer bumps? Move that up. Yeah, maybe in the summer we'll see fewer just bumps. One, one big bump. I hope <laughs> in so. The yeah. Um, I hope that you know the the traffic traffic lights on Claremont are very annoying to me. There's too many of them. It feels like there's like 25 stoplights oh. from one end to the next. I think we should just get rid of them all. Uncontrolled <laughs> intersections, like it should be a free for all out there. Give it a try. <laughs> you know, well, when not? you drive Claremont, it's irritating because there is no quick lane. Everything yeah. is somebody slow in each lane. Yeah, <laughs> no. and there's three of them. And Com- there's three. I got a compromise. We take out. 
We take out the stoplights and just replace them with roundabouts. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just hey. 25 That's roundabouts. Zigzag. Yeah. It's like or, driving Mario Kart down Or, there. you know, we could just turn it into a post-apocalyptic wasteland like Mad Max Fury Road up yeah. there. Maybe yeah. we mm-hmm. could re- maybe Claremont, we could change the name to Fury Road. Fury Road. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Fury Road. Is that on West Fury Road or East Fury Road? <laughs> no. West. Or North Fury Road? There's no directions on There's no Fury directions? Road. Yeah, you, it's directionless. Yeah. Directions are off-brand for Fury Road. <laughs> so uh, I had a weird conversation the other day at work. So sometimes people come in to the local store and they want to talk to an editor about something they'd like us to cover in the magazine. And... Uh, so this happens a lot, but uh, this one kind of stood out to me. An older gentleman came into the store, and he had a big, uh, he had a long white beard, and he wouldn't tell me his name or his contact info. He would not give me any of that information. So I still don't know who this man is. David Letterman. But yeah, maybe. It, yeah, it looked like David. This Letterman. This is a legit no, story. No. When he first started yeah. telling the story, I thought it, this was like a Christmas more, thing happening. More likely know, to be. No, no, no. More this likely is legit. to be. Don't let the white beard. Fool. More likely this, to be David Zine. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yes, good. That's a good local oh, reference. Well, I'm trying. Um, but no, this guy came into the store and he said that he's the owner, the current owner of Woo's Pagoda. Which, if you're not familiar with Woo's Pagoda, it's it's this structure that was adorning this uh, restaurant, Jimmy Woo's restaurant, which been in existence since about 1950 right and so they the restaurant closed and they tore it down in 2014 and everybody in town was like oh what are they going to do with the pagoda we need what the pagoda is so important like we need it was all we we could talk about that year (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. that was the that was the biggest deal of 2014 and so simpler times so they took down the restaurant they gave the pagoda to the chippewa valley museum who then you know decided that they didn't have room for it and they didn't have the money to restore it because this thing is in rough shape it's like rotted and it's it's like, bad news it's mostly wood so it's like yeah it's 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 bad news like so 18 feet tall it's, yeah, it's a big yeah. Yeah. wooden pagoda. so then uh in in 2017 the, the museum said hey uh we can't we can't be responsible for this thing. We're gonna get rid of it. So they gifted it to this fella who I'm talking to at the store, <laughs> and uh, he said, you know, back in oh. the day, he has he has his own nostalgic memories for it. Back in the day, he and his he and his little uh, friends would go up into the pagoda and smoke weed in there. <laughs> he and his little friends. <laughs> well, I'm assuming maybe he was young guy. Maybe this was two years ago. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but basically, this guy said he has the pagoda and it's not restored yet. It's gonna take an entire team of people to do it. Gonna be really expensive. But he's going to install it in his own private garden somewhere here in Eau Claire. Again, he wouldn't tell me his name, his contact, or where he lives or where mm-hmm. it's going to be. But part of the deal with the museum, him owning the pagoda, is like he's going to open it up uh, one day a week so people can come look <laughs> at it in his, in his private garden. That's so, nice. Are, are they going to serve egg rolls? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a pop-up restaurant. Yeah, or something. But, that's a great idea. You know, so it's a, yeah, it was a very, very strange conversation, and I don't know how to pursue it for a story, so I figure we talk about <laughs> it here. So, uh, Mike, why do you think people care about this pagoda so much? Well, it's uh, the pagoda is is fascinating to many. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating to it's me. It's huge. Yeah, you know? it's it's massive. It's fascinating to me because everybody talks about how historical it is, yet it has almost nothing to do with the history of the area. It is yeah. it is historical purely by the fact that it's a little weird and it was there for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it was right. I mean, that yeah. was it was on Hastings Way, yeah. mm-hmm. where the CVS mm-hmm. is now. Yeah, it's a CVS. It used now. to be like this. The state our U.S. Highway used to run right by there, so it was a big right. landmark. Anybody who went through Eau Claire between 
you know, 1950 and 2010 yeah. or whatever mm -hmm. saw this thing. That's how you knew you were in yeah. Eau Claire. It's yeah. an iconic local landmark that has nothing to do with the history of the area at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other than having been there a lot. I mean, that, that is the history yeah, of the area. That, isn't yeah, it? Just yeah. It's, not it's, like, a, it's a very short plaque, though, when, when you want to yeah, write the history it, down. I mean, the story of Jimmy Woo himself is pretty cool. I remember mm -hmm. doing a little digging and yeah. meaning, meaning to write a story and never doing it. But, I mean, he was a probably the first Asian-American guy in town. Um, definitely the first Chinese restaurant mm -hmm. in for for many, many miles. So it's, I mean, for that reason, I, I can totally understand why somebody growing up in Eau Claire you know, has great nostalgia mm -hmm. for that place. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful, aesthetically, it's a beautiful piece if yeah. it was fixed up. Yeah. I have a simple idea that might <laughs> yes. solve all this. Well, <laughs> I was thinking of the roundabouts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not take... We're roundabout back at roundabouts. Wu's, yeah, and Wu's Pagoda on a roundabout. <laughs> the roundabout. Maybe gather the uh, garbage mm, goose. All those about. historic pieces could be now monuments on a roundabout. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of space for it. Got the height. You heard it yeah. here. You got yeah. height. You don't need the breadth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, you know. that's perfect. Maybe That'd on a fun. bouncy thing, like you said, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But you know, either way, people people are so nostalgic for that place, and and yeah. for time gone by, mm -hmm. you know, in general. And so they have very strong feelings. I feel like in town, when when historical stuff goes away, you know, people get very emotional. So, about so it. this guy, your new friend, mm -hmm. he wants to open it up to the public once a week. Did you say yeah, that yeah, yeah. Like that? yeah. So, so that, that was part of his random guy's backyard. To see <laughs> Tuesday pagoda. is pagoda day in Eau Claire, <laughs> Eau Claire <laughs> he Wisconsin. He, he said he has his own metal sculptures in the garden. Oh, it's got wow. this whole theme. So we'll um, explore it as a public arts council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should get on that. Yeah. Joe, you're the perfect yeah. person to do we'll go that. Meet him. Just wish we knew who he was. <laughs> I know. I can't help you there. Sorry. <laughs> wow. In the wind. If you can stand to be on Facebook these days, I know we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, yeah. but if you can stand to be on Facebook and you live in Eau Claire, there's a good chance you've run into this Facebook group. Uh, on uh, It's called You Know You're From Eau Claire When. Mm -hmm. okay? And this is a legendary mm -hmm. local Facebook page. Mike knows all the about it. The granddaddy. It's got over 17,000 people in it yep. that are either locals or former locals. And uh, they're all talking about stuff going on in town or stuff mm -hmm. that was. It's a lot of historical stuff, history of the town, you know, reminiscing about good times at good places, you know, <laughs> a lot of times bemoaning new developments <laughs> that mm -hmm. come in and replace them, you know, and, and people get really excited about new chain stores that are coming to town, um, <laughs> gossiping with reckless abandon, yeah. uh, lots of thoughts and prayers, lots of pictures of sunsets. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like a lot of pe it's like people, I will say, of a certain age uh, talking about yeah, I would say Nowadays. it's a certain generation, <laughs> like um, yeah. my, pe my generation that tend to, <laughs> I find myself starting to say at my age, in my day, in my when day, you yeah. start saying that, you're really, yeah. and that is the People I'm kind of new yeah. to it, but it didn't um, start that way though. Yeah. It didn't. No, well, I, I I remember when this started, and it was like over ten, really? years, ten years ago, yeah. uh, probably about a decade. It was very trendy for towns to have that kind of website, yes. and they all said, "You know, you're from Elk Mound." <laughs> when and is yeah. and and it started out as just being like a list of things that if you were in high school during a certain number of years, you would mm -hmm. remember this teacher used to. Get drunk on their lunch break or something. So it was like it was like lists of stuff like that, and it was Exposed. all kind of nostalgic. So that's why it's so funny to me that years later there are people who are just animate about what this Facebook group is and is not, yeah. and they don't even know how it started or where. Well, yeah, so it was started by a, a, a fairly young woman, yeah. like a young mother, mm -hmm. just like oh. oh, wanted to chat about Eau Claire, and yep. she doesn't. I 
at least some years ago, moved away from the area. So it oh. kind of got taken over by the yeah. by the, so uh, the you boomers. Guys, with your age level, mm-hmm. what makes you go to this? Because My job. Out of your job. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to do with this group if I didn't I, check well, in to see what's going on. Because there's, well, you know, there's a lot of news that gets broken there. There's a lot there of... Is, yeah. I want you know. to know how I know I'm from Eau Claire. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, and to hear some, yeah. or see some of the writing... It, that mm. goes. I've never seen writing go on that long oh, on yeah. a Facebook. Oh, post. So it is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing that that something recently happened there. I had posted back in May of 2017 a, a little comment, um, you know, in my professional capacity, trying to get people to reminisce about a particular thing. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember um, wh- what were things called back in the day? Kind of like um, Plank Street Hill is, yeah. the, is the example I used. Uh, Harding Avenue, of course. Um, and uh, you know, wh- what what did things used to be called? Totally forgot about this thread. Literally in the past week, somehow somebody found it. Three yeah. and a half years later. Three and a half years oh, and, and I've been getting notifications, notifications. People are, there are 1.3 or uh, 1,300 comments oh on that thread. <laughs> yeah, so if you, if you want to. All saying the yeah, same thing. If you want to know a question is something historical, you can, you, you know, yeah. or historic, I mean, last Or there's years. very well-intentioned people that yeah. have mm-hmm. shared things like somebody had just lost a bag of cat food i think out of the back of their car <laughs> yeah it's they amazing. said hey you dropped some cat food if i like it a deer through the ice they say i saw one on there recently that was like oh here's something you don't see every day i saw someone walking a pony down main street oh that so, that is you I, would never get I, that without this group i know, know about that know pony about but that. that's that's a whole different story <laughs> um no and you see weird like somebody like just this week in the middle of the night they were like oh my furnace isn't working yeah. what do i do <laughs> and like everybody tried to help and it yeah. was very isn't nice isn't that charming it was cool and then just today i was looking at it and somebody was out at lois creek and they found a snowman that somebody had built out there and like oh yeah. cool somebody made a snowman but if you look closely at the snowman I believe somebody else came along and in sticks put a pentagram around the snowman (laughs) and put little horns on it. So it looks like they've summoned a snow demon. (laughs) Which is fun. How are you going to find out about that stuff? How are you going to find out about the snow Snow demons? Snow demons are all over the valley. We would have no way of knowing. You guys don't really do Facebook at your age anymore, do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think of your kids. I really don't like it and I wish I didn't. (laughs) I wish I didn't go on there. I do. You're calling us kids. Yeah, Yeah, we're not kids. Oh, kids. Look at my sweater. Is this a kid sweater? <laughs> I bought this. It, it had Werther's be. original sewed into yeah. the pockets. It's, oh, yeah. nice. There are like two generations below me that think I'm, yeah. I'm so lame. Then, so, yeah. Yeah. But it is kind of, you know, it's cool. It's like a little subset of the community. Feels like a digital town hall almost, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. People's opinions are flying. They're talking about stuff going on. It doesn't get political, does it? Yeah, really? but then they delete oh. it. But, oh. but <laughs> that's that's why there's so many splinter groups. Yeah, there, no, there's geez. other <laughs> Facebook groups based on that. Like the You Know You're From Eau Claire When and Scanner page. <laughs> yeah. Or the, there's just the police real yeah. You Know You're From Eau Claire. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know you're Which really is the imitation one, which is People confusing. who are fed up with this free service they don't like. So <laughs> no, it, it doesn't get too political on there. I mean, most of the, the most heated arguments are normally about snowplows. Yeah. Yep. So I think we're all as, good. as it should be. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right, guys. That'll do it for the panel. Thank you so much uh, for that Thank first you. part Pleasure of the show. Uh, Mike, Joe, you'll come back later and play some games with us. Is that great. right? Yeah, great. Great. Right, awesome. So we're gonna take a quick break, but after the break, we'll be back with Dennis Beal. Stick around. So Eric, over this last crazy year, it seems like everybody started a podcast. They did, and you know, even completely unqualified people like me got jobs mm. hosting podcasts. It's true. 
I mean, about you being unqualified. I know. Well, thankfully, that's not the case on the new podcast from our very good friends at Royal Credit Union right here in Eau Claire. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully they gave it a more creative name than we did. I mean, we just went with the Volume 1 podcast. Mm. Hopefully theirs isn't just like the Royal Credit Union podcast. Nope. (laughs) This one's called Money Donuts. Money Donuts? Wow, that's like two of my favorite things. Yeah, I know. It's where money and donuts meet, and the result is pretty sweet. So we're going there. Yeah, buckle up. The whole show is filled, filled with custard. Yeah. Filled with financial tips and tricks from expert guests talking about all things money, from saving and spending to earning and lending. That's great and super helpful. But uh, what about the donuts? Well, each snack sized episode is also sprinkled okay. with. Nice job. Thank you. Sprinkled with talk of tasty donuts of all kinds and how they relate to some of the money topics they cover. You know, it brings a nice glaze of fun to each episode. Okay. That's enough. Well, you started it. I just wanted to rise to the occasion. Okay, this is embarrassing. And like I said, it's so cool that the whole thing is baked right here in Eclair. Is that even a donut? It's the classic oblong cream-filled pastry. Yes, I think it qualifies. Okay, okay. So, Money Donuts, the new podcast from Royal Credit Union. Yep, stream it at rcu.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Volume 1 Podcast, y'all. Thanks again to Mike and Joe for being awesome panelists. Uh, They'll join us at the end of the show for the games, so stick around for that. Uh, But Tom and I are very excited to introduce our next guest. This is someone we've wanted to have on since we started this podcast this summer. Uh, He's the founder and advisor for Blackmail Empowerment, a campus organization at UW-Eau Claire. Uh, He's been doing so much throughout the last year as owner and CEO of his new business, Power of Perception, a mentoring program here in Eau Claire that focuses on creating opportunities for black and biracial youth in the valley. So he's working every day to make sure Eau Claire is a better place for the next generation. Please welcome Dennis Beal. (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you all so much for having me today. Thank you. Truly honored to be on the show. Thank you for driving down from St. Louis or St. Louis Park. Yeah, St. Yeah, Louis Park, amazing. Minnesota. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for being here. That's awesome. So no how how is your year going so far? How's twenty twenty one? We're a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's going good, going good. Um, I just want to, you know, I don't want the same year as last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just going into this year with uh, just fresh ideas and just want to make more of an impact. You know, I felt like twenty twenty was a challenging year for a lot of people, but. You know, I have to say something a little different. You know, I, I, I must say the doors have really opened in 2020 uh, for me. Um, and obviously going into 2021, I want that to those doors to continue to stay open yeah. um, and just continue to make change and make a difference. And, you know, uh, I'm blessed to see what this year has in store for me. <laughs> you just you just had a baby. Is that right? I did. Family's growing bigger. Yes, Congrats. yes, yes. She actually three, turned three months uh, yesterday. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Congrats on that. Thank you so Wild much. Wild to go through pregnancy during a pandemic. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> I survived. I survived. <laughs> yeah, made, it. made it. We're on the other end. We're doing okay. Yep. I'm very happy to hear it. So, I mean, I want to hear your story a little bit. You're from you're from the south side of Chicago originally, Correct. right? Correct. Okay, awesome. So, yeah. what, what initially brought you to, to Eau Claire? You went to school here. School here. Yeah. Um, play football, football here. player. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> that's what got me initially here, and I fell in love with the uh, with the city. Just seeing how accepting the city was to me, um, just the good people within the city. You mm-hmm. know, like they always say, it takes a village to raise our children, and the village showed me a lot of love when I first got here. You know, it was kind of I'll be I'll be honest with you. At first, it was, it was tough to navigate. You know, um, just being a minority, because um, back when I got here in two thousand and nine. 
it wasn't as many programs that was geared towards, you know, diversity. EDI wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, that that large of a topic back then, you know. So it was it was a little scary. Um, but one of the things, you know, my mom always told me is that you got to make sure that you you take the good with the bad and, you know, make the best out of it, out of your situation. And that's what I did. You know, um, once I got here, um, went to school, uh, started off um, my undergrad, transferred in, um, see, received my undergraduate degree in uh, sociology. After that, I left, went back to Chicago for about six months. First decision of my life, um, <laughs> going back with a different mindset could be a little, yeah, a little yeah. challenging um, and navigating, you know, that type of area, you know, with the different knowledge and wisdom that I had attained, you know, being here in Eau Claire. Um, then after that, I got back to Eau Claire, came back, um, graduated with my master's May of 2015. And then nice. I got hired on to the university uh, right after I graduated with my master's and did a lot of great things for the university. And um, I left, came back to the university <laughs> and I left again. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and now I'm taking on my own business full time. And I'll say this is just very rewarding, you know. Um, definitely saw opportunity for me to make a difference and make a change. And I'm not saying that other people are not doing great yeah. work in the community to help our African-American and biracial youth, but I think we kind of need to heighten that a little bit, you know, help them become a little aware of, you know, how to work, th- how to make this world a better place, you know? And I think, you know, instilling the mentoring piece and the things that my mentor instilled in me, you know, dressing for where I want to be and not for where I'm at, you know, and just helping me understand, you know, you, it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish, mm-hmm. you know. So just kind of continue to pay it forward. And that's kind of something, you know, through power of perception is, you know, in order to create change, we must create opportunities. And I think through power of perception, it's an opportunity for our youth to, you know, see people that look like themselves, but continue to help them, you know, want to become, you know, profitable citizens in today's society. Absolutely. And you repping the merch. I love the logos. Thank you. Thank <laughs> got the hat, got the sweatpants, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. crew neck, the <laughs> yeah. face mask. Yeah, got the face mask. I think I saw on Facebook there was some uh, body butter and bath salts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My awesome. wife, man, she she threw that in there. So I was like, why not? Let's make it happen. <laughs> Looks good. What Thank I mean, you. what do you want people to think when they see your logo? I mean, you're repping it pretty hard right now. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing is just you know get it out there, support. You mm-hmm. know, continue to push the brand. Obviously, we're pushing something positive. Um, I want people to understand the power of perception. You know, sometimes, you know, it, it took a mentor. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my mentor that leading, you know, leading me and guiding me and just being that that big brother to me, you know. And I think one of the biggest things behind power of perception is, like I said, just kind of continue to push that movement and that positivity for, you know, our youth. Because, you know, you turn on the TV, you know, what type of negativity is going on? <laughs> Something just happened at the Every Capitol. Day. You know, we just went through a pandemic. We're dealing with things from the president. And I'm not a big political person, but sometimes that could put a bad taste in a lot of, you know, our, our students' mouths. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're we looking at less than 1% African-Americans in the population of Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you help them continue to have a voice or feel like they have a voice? So, you know, when it comes to the power of perception, you know, that's the type of image, you know, we want to help them understand that we're here. You know, we're going to advocate for them. We're going to continue to you know, make awareness and become make people more aware of what the power perception is and what we're doing. Absolutely. So you've been around in and out of the community for over a decade now. Yeah. How has, do you think the perception of people of color has changed in Eau Claire from when you first arrived to today? I guess the perception among the greater community and both their role in the community. 
I'll say it like this. At first, you know, when I first got here, I felt as if they wasn't accepting. Um, and the reason why I say that is because when I first initially got here, I got pulled over for having an air freshener in my rearview mirror. <laughs> and um, the K-9 searched the car. Like, it was in the heart of winter, you know, in Wisconsin. Winters are <laughs> crucial. I even say they're more worse than Chicago. <laughs> but, you know, that's just my take. But honestly, now – I think they're becoming a little bit more aware, and I think you have more – I think EDI is a sensitive topic now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it's now being stressed a little bit more than it was back then. And so I, I say, you know, we're getting there. You know, we're not, I wouldn't say totally 100%. You know, if we was to do it on a percentage scale, I'd say we're about maybe 60 to 70% there. Um, but we got to keep pushing, you know, continue to keep advocating, continue to keep helping these students see – people, you know, and, and that look like themselves, you know, and if we're going to have people accepting more people of color, we got to, you know, have our city becoming more accepting to that, you know, and, and what does that look like? You know, it, it's, it's putting, you know, putting them out there on display, you know what I mean? And making sure that we support, that we advocate and we become those allies for, you know, our minority people. Cause honestly it can be scary, but you know, I, I'll say it like this. I, I was fortunate enough to get connected in you know, with good people around the university, also in the greater Eau Claire community, because that's what helped me feel comfortable about navigating through Eau Claire, you know, and it wasn't just myself. It was the people that was around me that helped me, you know, um, turn me into the man I am today. And I'm very fortunate of that. And I started from the football coach, Todd Glazier. That started from, you know, Bessie Kell and, you know, those good people that came into my life right away and accepted me for who I was. You know, because coming from Chicago, a lot of people don't make it out, you know, and I lost a lot of people along mm-hmm. the way, you know, and I'm very fortunate to be here today to turn my passion into something bigger than me, you know, because, you know, my mom always told me, you know, when I used to go over people's houses that you leave their house better than what you found, it, you know, and for me coming to a city like Eau Claire, I always told myself back when I got here in 2009 and I saw kind of, I guess you could say, you know, different racial incidents. I just told myself, once I get to a position of leadership or a position of power, I will I will eventually make change, you know, and that's what we're, that's what I'm doing today. Well, it's not just you either. I mean, you have a whole team Correct. now, you know, yes. a whole team of African-American, you know, Correct. minority people that can be role models for this whole new generation. Definitely. So uh, what, what was building that team like for you? Like, what do you look for in people? Man, I guess <laughs> you could say, um, honestly, I just, you know, I want to change lives daily. I don't drink coffee. I don't. You know, I don't uh, wake up to any teas or anything like that. I just wake up um, inspired, you know, by things that I've done in the past in the present to help people that look like myself, not even just myself, you know, just people in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a good person overall. You know, I always have a smile on my face. I'm always smiling. And my team is tightly knitted. And the thing about it is either they're my former students, either they were somebody, you know, who – have been along my journey and can tell my heart and my passion. And, you know, yeah. with a lot of my students, I never really talked about, I'm not a big person that talks about what I've done for people, but cause I, I feel like when you, you start talking about it, it's not as genuine. <laughs> and one of the things is that, you know, the, the, the staff who I've chosen, they are people who I've impacted and I know in their heart, they're passionate about helping these students, you know, and sometimes it's, it's going the extra mile. And for me, you know, when I was in higher ed and working for the university, believe it or not, all of my students had my personal cell phone number. So they could reach me at any given time, two in the morning, three in the morning, mm-hmm. 
in the afternoon, you know, but waking up to that text message saying, hey, Dennis, because you told me to apply for this scholarship, you know, I was able to pay my 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 bill for the semester and I don't have to worry about, you know, any extra, you know, expenses or whatever the case might be. Or Dennis, you know, I get to go travel abroad or Dennis, you took me out of Chicago and brought me to a, a city like Eau Claire. I was a little nervous at first, but now I'm about to graduate, yeah. you know, or those are the certain things that bring joy to me and choosing those people that have that same passion, you know, behind that's, that's what the staff is geared towards, you know, and, and making sure that they are pushing the message for power perception. Amazing. Thank you. So wh- where do you go from here? I mean, what, what's coming up this year? I know you did a ton of stuff in 2020. You had yeah. a little toy drive in the, <laughs> around Christmas. Yeah. You're partnering with uh, RCU, Royal Credit All Union. Right. They're also sponsor of the pod. Plug yep. them quick. <laughs> yep, but yep. you're doing some money talks with RCU, too, right. talking about generational wealth and building right. that for your family. Right. You know. So w- what's next, along with all the mentoring and stuff yeah. that you're doing? Yeah, so we uh, so through RCU, through our FUSE program, we're actually competing this week, um, helping the students you know, compete for business, their own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we're uh, going to shift it over to um, some parent groups, um, just helping them with, you know, uh, just giving it out. Either they're going to open up their savings account for their child, um, or if not, we'll, we'll uh, help them with um, starting a scholarship fund up for their child as well. So just kind of give them the best of both worlds, you know, bringing the parents in a little bit and get providing them with more resources that they need in order to be successful. And then another thing, obviously, we have, um, you know, Black History Month coming up in February. You know, one of my biggest things is, you know, I want to help spread more light. You know, talk about more about the historically black colleges and universities, you know, getting more people that attended those different type of schools, you know, because I feel like, you know, when, when you're in, a, in an area like Eau Claire, you don't really hear about historically black colleges and universities. So how do you help spread the light and share some light to, you know, some of the history that's going on? You know, so that's one of the things that we're doing. Um, and I just want to continue to push the message, you know, um, just continue the positivity and obviously, you know, we're going to have some more other things going on in the year, but, you know, I haven't, you know, thought that far ahead. But <laughs> right now we just kind of, you know, taking this, you know, one day at a time and one step at a time. And just honestly, I'm listening to what the students need. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to listen to what they need or what I felt like they're missing, you know, when it comes to the city. You know, so, you know, if I can, you know, come across ideas, like one of the ideas with partnering with Royal Credit Union and their FUSE program was, how do you help, you know, students become inspired to start their own business? I mean, it's good to work for somebody, but if you started something at a very young age and you look at, like, you know, some of the younger um, generations that went on Shark Tank, mm-hmm. some of them are millionaires now. You know, 15, 16 years old, millionaire, you know, you don't, that's you know, that's, that's something I want to show them that they have the opportunity to do that, you know. And if, you know, you never got provided that opportunity how do you know how to take advantage of it? So I'm just putting them in front of certain, you know, um, opportunities that I feel like they could definitely benefit from that they haven't been, you know, shown. So, you know, those are kind of how like how I stem my ideas. So there's no telling what I'm cooking up in the pot next. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm always cooking up something. <laughs> um, you're also, I mean, you have experience as a motivational speaker. I'm feeling it a little bit now. <laughs> just Appreciate bit. that. <laughs> but can you give us, give folks in the Valley some juice for the new year, some yeah. motivation and make, make some st- – Cool stuff happen. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so with my motivation, I just tell my story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, coming from where I come from, you know, like I said, I come from Chicago. You know, I grew up in a single-parent household. You know, when you listen to a lot of people that come from 
situations like mine, you know, especially in Chicago, I got friends that I lost along the way. But at the same time, I could use my story as a pity party or I could use that to motivate the next generation that has been in similar situations like myself. And that's what I'm doing, you know, through power of perception is using everything that people instilled in me from just little talks to, you know, the quotes to, you know, them even holding my hand along, you know, my toughest times, you know, in my life. And one of the hardest things that I lost was my uncle, you know, in September of 2019, he, he died from, from um, being shot. And that to me was one of the hardest things. And one of the things that I heard at a conference years ago that said, use your pain as propane and use that to spark something within your life. So if you're a person that has been through, you know, different adversities, you know, different, you know, turmoil over the years, use that pain internally. And like I tell you, I'm like a blender, you know, put it all in the blender. You know what I mean? And it's like putting a smoothie together. You know what I mean? When you put those good, those good fruits in there, that almond milk, you know, that Greek yogurt, you know what I mean? And the fruits that you like, you blend it all up and you spit something out and what's going to come out to, to your liking. You know, so at the same time, that's something like for me, I internalize a lot. You know, I'm I'm, I'm observant. Sometimes I could be the loudest person in the room. Sometimes I could be the quietest person in the room. But at the same time, I've internalized, I internalize stuff and I always try to, you know, make something positive come from that. You know, so if that's any advice I can give to somebody, use that. You know, you don't use your your what you've been through, you know, on a negative side turn that into something positive, you know, and continue to push it, you know, and don't give up on it, you know, because, you know, the thing about it is you might, you might be right there and then you give up and then all of a sudden you miss your beat, you know, so go ahead, you know, feel inspired, stay inspired, you know, and if there's anything I could do, man, just continue to change lives, you know, and that, that's something I, that's my goal every day is to change lives daily, you know, rather it's through my talk. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, thanks so much, man. I mean, this has been awesome. You're doing great work. I Thank appreciate you. you coming on the pod. That's Thank Dennis Beal, everybody. Uh, you're going to come back and play some games with us? Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. <laughs> Let's make it happen. All right. <laughs> stick around. Game time coming up next. All right, Nick. We've got a sponsor to tell folks about. Deborah Becker of State Farm Insurance. You know, at DebraBecker.com. Yeah. Okay. A little insider info here. When we decided to create this podcast, the very first business we wanted to check with for sponsorship was Deborah Becker from State Farm. And that's because... She is always up for the new, the experimental, and anything that she thinks is good for the people of Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley. And she has supported so much stuff from Volume 1 over the years, new publications and community events, uh, videos, really just all kinds of different things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just Volume 1 either. I mean, it's the entire community. I mean, they're pumping money into community projects like the Boyd Park Plus, the Sculpture Tour, uh, concerts, art installations, just so much stuff that the entire community can share. Yeah, it's cool. And that's the thing, because to some degree, to people like us, we're just lay people. Insurance is insurance. We don't know the difference. So I don't. Sometimes you pick your people based on who shares your values in the community. Who do you think's making some cool things happen? And for us, that's for that volume one anyway, that's Deborah Becker with State Farm. And it, it's pretty cool to work, actually work with the people that are sponsoring oh, the podcast. Totally. Deb and Casey there at State Farm, they have their office right downtown, right on Barstow Street. They have everything insured that that Volume 1 does and in my life for a bunch of years. Uh, And really, they're just approachable, available, understandable. And above all, they're just decent human beings. And that helps. (laughs) It does help. Uh, So if you need insurancey things, please consider visiting DebraBecker.com. Welcome back to the Volume 1 podcast, folks. What time is it? That's right. It's game time. 
Our panelists, Mike and Joe, are back alongside Dennis to play some goofy games all about Chippewa Valley stuff, uh, putting that local expertise to the test. Mm -hmm. Are we ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Couldn't be more ready. All right, we've got three rounds of games for the show today, and each of our contestants is playing for a local nonprofit. Uh, which they're going to tell you all about it. So, Joe, let's start with you. Who are you playing for today and why? I will be playing for the Family Support Center out of Chippewa Falls. Uh, my friend who actually I mentioned hiking, Jerry Siegel, is the exec director, and they do great things for families in the area. Fantastic. Mike, who are you playing for today? Uh, Chippewa Valley Literacy. Uh, they provide free and practical literacy training to adults to help improve their lives and the lives of their families. Awesome. All right, Dennis, who are you playing for today and why? I'm going to do uh, the Boys and Girls Club in the Greater Chippewa Falls. So one, because I got a partnership with them. And then two, <laughs> I just love the work that they are doing. Um, a lot of good exposure for the city and just like them giving back to the youth. You know, I'm all about it. Excellent. Fantastic. The players are ready. The host is barely keeping it together. Let's do this thing. <laughs> uh, so round one is a group game. So we're, pl we're all playing this one together, and it's called run the numbers so it's kind of price is right style game i've got a bunch of statistics here uh, and you guys are going to write down numbers but without going over you want to be the closest without going over so it's price is right style All right. so the first person to get two of these right wins the round and they go directly to round three so mm. that's pretty exciting mm. so are we ready to play run the numbers yes. Let's do it okay. yeah. Let's do it all right, first, the, uh, the Silver Mine Ski Invitational is coming up in February, which is an annual ski jumping competition right here in Eau Claire. Uh, people come from all over the world to defy gravity and death as they sail through the air <laughs> on skis. Uh, it's been running for a long, long time. So how many years has it been since the first Silver Mine Invitational? Ten seconds on the clock. Ski jumping. I could never do it. Could not be me. Too terrified. And that's time. All right, Dennis, let's start with you. What do you got? So how, how many years has the Silver Mine Invitational been going on? I'm going to say 20. 20 years. 20 years. 20, 20, years. 20 years. years. All right, Mike, let's see what you got. 145 years. 145 years. years. Ooh, wow. wow. Okay. Man. All right. That's Wildly different. Joe, what do you got? Simply 45. 45. <laughs> oh, okay. Mike is closest, but unfortunately he went over. The answer is, is 135 oh, years. Wow. So, that's amazing. So, Joe, yeah. you take that one. So, that's one okay. for Joe. All right. Let's keep going. So, remember, <laughs> you win two, you go right to the final round, and you okay. win the first round. Okay. So, mm -hmm. all right. Do you need a place to skate with your sweetheart? Uh, how many Eau Claire Parks have an ice rink? Mm. How many Eau Claire Parks? Have an ice rink. Yeah. Just ignore that the blades are very sharp. And the <laughs> ice is very slick. <laughs> Just ignore it. And time. All right, so how many Eau Claire Parks have an ice rink? Joe, let's start with you this Ooh, time. This is pretty random. Five. Um, five. Okay, five. Mike, what about you? Four. Four. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I think let's it's see. a countdown, man. We doing three. Four, <laughs> three. Someone's gotta got be it. in there Someone's somewhere. Someone's got it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll read the name of the parks, and so we can see. So <laughs> Boyd, Demler, Oakwood Hills, oh. Pinehurst, Putnam Heights, oh. Roosevelt, and Sam Davy. There are eight oh, parks. Oh. Joe, you win again. Wow, man. Man. I don't feel like I deserve that. That was quite a guess. <laughs> I don't even skate. Putnam That's not Heights. Fair. Wow. Joe, that was incredible. I don't think we've ever had somebody win the first two just right now. Well, that row. first one was not deserved <laughs> at all. So congrats on winning you. around the numbers. So that is the end of round one. Joe, you're going directly to round three. Okay. Uh, okay. And round two is, is the loser's game. Oh, 
So Dennis and Mike are going to play. Come on, Mike. Let's, let's, let's duke it out. <laughs> you no. get a car. You could still get a car. This, no. is, this is my element. This is where I'm used to being. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to lose the losers game. I'll just tell you that. Um, but Joe, you're not totally out of this. You, you know, you're, okay, you're, you're sailing to... through the final sure. round. But you actually have a pretty important role in this next game. So this game, uh, it's there are no the losers game. There are no winners or losers. <laughs> Uh, but there are, or no, there's, You're whatever. <laughs> there are no right or wrong answers, but there are winners and losers. Okay, oh, that's what I meant That makes to say. way more sense. So this game is called Rise of the Machines, which mm. I think is also the name of a Transformers movie. Um, in this game, so picture this, we're, we're at a world fair, right? We're all inventors, and we're coming up with some cool high-tech machines that will make life so much easier for people in the Chippewa Valley. Okay, so these are all about machines. So, Joe, you're sitting this one out, but you're actually going to judge the answers oh, of I Dennis love judging. and Mike. Oh, man. <laughs> and you're going to pick your favorites out of those to oh, determine boy. who will face power. you in the final round. That's Cut power. me some slack, Joe. I'm <laughs> 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 so, open for bribery. <laughs> so it's Rise of the Machine. So I'm going to give you what the machine does, and Mike and Dennis, you're going to come up with a name for that machine. Okay, okay so best okay. we got three rounds of this. So best two out of three <clears throat> faces Joe in the final round. It's kind of like Shark Tank, I'm pretty sure. I've never okay. really seen that show. Oh, it's a great show. It's like that. So are we ready to play Ready or Rise of the Machines? I got to hold it together. So you're going to have 30 seconds to write down your answers, okay? So this first machine allows you to freeze time so that you can walk freely through Woodman's, pick out your groceries, and leave without anybody breathing on you. <laughs> what is your machine called? <laughs> The time freezer. <laughs> I'm just riffing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, there's movies about freezing time, I think. But uh, this is... Sounds uh, very science fiction -ish. So Yeah, this one is specifically for Woodman's. So if you if you leave Woodman's, the machine doesn't work anymore. If you invent that, I will definitely want one. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Woodman's is stressful. It's like a Isn't war it? movie every, every time you Everybody is just very anxious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anxious I, for something. It gets my heart going. It does. All right, that heart. is time. That is time. All right. So this machine allows you to freeze time so you can walk through Woodman's freely without anybody breathing on you. Dennis, let's start with you. What is your machine called? Can't touch this. Can't touch oh, this. Oh, man. <laughs> That's excellent. That's terrific. <laughs> oh, boy, Mike. Pressure's on. All right, Mike. Let's see what you got. I want a more machine route, route, and I just said the Woodomatic 2021. Oh, that is good, too. Woodomatic. Oh. All right, Joe. Woodomatic. Tough decision. Mm. I just feel the rhythm of go, can't touch this. That is good. And it. Dennis gave me some of his wife's bath salts to bribe me. Oh, nice. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, th I think the name for that might have been. Uh, it might be copyrighted by MC Hammer, but <laughs> we'll just let that go. That right yeah. He's not going <laughs> to listen to this. Yeah. All right, right, all right. Round two, Mike. You ready to come back? Big time. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you, you've invented a machine that catapults you and a friend safely from Eau Claire to the Twin Cities. What is your machine called? It's a catapult that you can get there. You know, we don't need a high-speed rail. Yeah. You don't need any of that stuff. You don't need a Tesla that drives you to the airport. That's a great plan. It's a good catapult. It launches you from Phoenix, from the confluence at Phoenix Park. Right there. And right into the <laughs> middle of Minneapolis. Yeah, the Mall of America. Mall maybe. of America. Oh. Right in the middle of the theme park in the Mall of America. That's <laughs> you all get right on the roller coaster. <laughs> all right, time. That is it. Okay, let's see what we got. You, The machine that catapults you and a friend from Eau Claire to the Twin Cities. Mike, let's start with you. I just time. thought of a better one. Right <laughs> when I... All right. Uh, uh, no time. 
Uh, I came up with the the brain drainator. Brain drain. <laughs> I like Because why else that's are good, people yeah. going to the Twin the Cities? The brain drain. Yep, yep, that's good. <laughs> good point. That's good. Lack of skilled. What jobs. was the one you thought of uh, later? The the Hudson thruster. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So we're going with brain drainator. Uh, Dennis, what do you got for this one? All right, all right, all right. I'm trying to get a little funny with it to the city and beyond. To the city. Oh, and that's beyond. a movie theme. <laughs> all right. Oh my. Right. What's beyond the city? Tough one. All right, hey, Joe. Hey, well, Mike, because what do you think? I think there is a brain drain, I'm going to have to go with Mike's. Oh, brain draininator. Drain. Brain drainer. <laughs> but the, the Hudson. Drain. All right, the Hudson thruster. Hudson thruster. thruster. Please All right. Up. Okay. So this is the tiebreaker. Okay. This is okay. tiebreaker. Joe, with this one, you're effectively Pressure's choosing on. who's going to face you in the oh, final oh, round. Oh, man. <laughs> Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, okay. This last one. This machine shovels everyone's sidewalks, scrapes ice off their windshields, melts ice dams on your roof, and cures frostbite. What is your machine called? Oh, it's a multifaceted clever. machine. The shovel sidewalks, scrapes ice. It melts ice dams. That would be really popular. Oh, we could all use that. And it cures frostbite. So mm. pretty good. Pretty good. Good feature. Pretty good winter you want. My ice dam is so bad. I have a crack in my roof. Very bad. Ooh. They haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> working on it. Really? On it. Currently working. Well, no. It's been a long, arduous process What's that we don't need of? to get into. <laughs> <laughs> and time. All right. So this this is a this is a great machine. Shovels, scrapes, cures, and melts. <laughs> All right, Dennis, let's start with you. What do you got? What is I got caught call? up, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even come up with nothing, man. I just said winter. Winter. <laughs> I, tr- I tried. I tried, man. That's not too I bad. Tried. All right. I tried. <laughs> Mike, I, just, I just focused on one of the things, assuming that people will know that it does so many things, but the, the wham, bam, no more dam. Oh, oh my gosh. Why you got that, that one, man? Wham, damn. Why that you got is a winner. That's okay. a winner. Dennis. You could have done oh. power of frost yeah. or power of I know. power of heat. <laughs> I was gonna say the winter wonder. Something. I yeah. don't know, Ooh, man. I was, oh, I was gonna try to get rid of. What a heartbreaker, <laughs> yeah. Dennis. I'm sorry you lost the losers game. Oh, oh man. man, that's that's you, hard. But you're not completely out of this. You know, okay. you actually have a pretty important role here in this last game too. Right. Joel, can we get the uh, get the get the prop for our yeah. next one? Oh. This final game is called. What's in the koozie? Okay. <laughs> and so, you What's know, we're, we're all going to learn that right now. Okay. There's, I filled that koozie right there with uh, a bunch of different stuff, like Chippewa Valley stuff. Okay. And so this game is kind of like catchphrase, Dennis. Mm. So you're going to have to give these guys clues and they're going to guess what's on the card. And you can't say ex- directly what's on there. Okay. But then I'm going to be keeping track between Mike and Joe. Okay. And uh, the winner, their nonprofit will get a free Adonat Volume mm-hmm. 1. So mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. It's a little fast-paced, but I'm putting two minutes on the clock, and whoever gets more of these right with Dennis's clues wins the whole dang thing. Damn, stretching. Are we ready? Are you Dennis, stretching, are you ready? Mike? All right, let's get it. Let's Stretch get it. Minute, All right, two uh, minutes uh, on the clock, uh, and go. go. Oh, um, what do you do in the summer? Tubing. Uh, come on. Not summer. I'm sorry. What do you do in the winter? Sledding? Tubing. Skiing? No. Mm. Well, and, uh, hiking. Uh, you said the first one. What about... Pop, pop. Oh, come on! You said the first word. Oh. Now, what, what's what's a I, pop that come in a, in a green can? 
Seven yeah. up. Sprite? Sprite. Okay. Let's keep There we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, All right. Way to come, go, on. Mike. come on. Come on. Come on. Good uh, job. Um, what's those things in the in the um, in the pond? Uh, in the lake? No, they got the nasty little tails on them. Tadpoles? No. no. Polywogs? Uh, Lizards? Nasty. They like to hang out on logs. Alligators. No, come on. Come on. Turtle. No, no, no. We're going to keep going. All right. Oh, this is a good one. I'm not big, but I'm small. Little. No. Little. Tiny. I'm not fat, but I'm thin. Skinny. Thin. Okay. Skinny. And skinny love. Oh. Oh, oh man. Man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, Mike. Mike. All right. All right. Mike's um, chilling it. Okay. So um, in the summertime, they have like the airplanes going over. Air oh, show? the air show. Yes. Okay. Well, that's another one. But okay. Mike said that right, first. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, You're killing it, Mike. Thank you. What's tomorrow? Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Garbage. Ruby day. Tuesdays. No, no, no. Keep going. Tuesdays in the park. J- Tuesday, band band shell at uh, Owen Park. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday night blues. Uh, there you go. Oh, man. man. Okay. Oh, okay, Mike. Fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. Last one. Last one. Save my dignity. Um. <laughs> Great audio. Wink, wink. Coob. Um, bowling. Yeah. Bowling for. Uh, 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 Ron bowling? Uh, Wagner's bowl. No. Bowl. Wagner's 66 and a half. Man, something in my eye. Um. <laughs> what? Bowling for tears. That's time. I want to see if one of you gets it. Yeah. Though. Something bowl. in my eye. Bowl. Bowl tears. Bowl. Bowl. Bowl Winkles? Yeah. Oh, man. Man. Those were good. Man. That was a good clue. That was, oh, that was, that was, that was, so that was good. Clues. Great job on the clues, Dennis. Jeez, that was Dennis. amazing. Uh, oh. Joe, you didn't get any yeah, of Yeah, I'm that. a loser. Oh. That is so You're tough. A Started strong heart. and died off. Mike, congratulations. Thank you. Free ad for Literacy Chippewa Yay. Valley. Thank hey. you so much. Good deal. That's amazing. How are you feeling? I'm feeling on top of the valley right now. <laughs> That's great. Thank you guys so much Thank for playing you. some games. No that was fun. Thank, Thank you, you, Dennis. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joe. This you you all have been amazing. This has been a fun episode. Uh, stick around, folks. We'll be right back with more Volume 1 Podcast. Nick, one of the reasons we all live in the Chippewa Valley is for the beauty that surrounds us right. here. You know, the woods, the water. But but to get serious for a second, if you want to enjoy all that splendor, you got to take care of your eyes. You really do. And that's why it's so helpful to have a full-service operation like the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic right here in Eau Claire. Right. We've told you about them on the podcast before. You know, they offer routine eye exams for glasses and contacts, LASIK surgery, cataract surgery, eyelid surgery, treatment for glaucoma. Yeah, and so not much only more. all of that, but now they have expanded their services to include vitreoretinal surgery as well. And that's a mm. big deal for this area because previously some patients maybe had like a retinal detachment. Ooh, that sounds serious. No, it is. And they would often have to be sent to the Twin Cities to undergo surgery. Yes. But now we have a highly qualified provider offering these services right here in Eau Claire. That's so great. Like, So whatever you need to take care of those eyes, don't put it off. Call to schedule your appointment today. Find more information at cveclinic.com. That's Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Seeing, Seeing the, the future. future. Welcome back to the Volume 1 Podcast, folks. Wow, what a fun episode. Tom, how are you feeling about everything? You filled in admirably, I Thank you. I was a little worried because, you know, filling in for the boss, is <laughs> yeah. there's some pressure there. But Yeah, you know, he's going to judge. He's going to judge your performance. <laughs> yeah, you know? next performance review. This is definitely going to be on the top <laughs> of the list. It was kind of fun having you and Mike back in the building at the same time. I feel like 
in in my world where I'm the protagonist, you and Mike are the two Muppet guys that just roast me all the time. <laughs> so that's just fun. Uh, Stadler and Waldorf. Yes, yes, Stadler yeah, yeah, yeah. and Waldorf. Yep, yep, Muppets nerd. Okay. I'll take a Muppet. Yeah, we had some, uh, man, some great guests on this time. They're all doing amazing things. You know, Dennis with Power of Perception, yes. such a cool such a cool thing he's working on, you know. Mike's Mike's over at the library. He's thriving. You can tell he looks a lot mm-hmm. healthier and cleaner now. I think oh, he yeah. has a dress. It's all the walking. I think the walking. Yeah. Is, it's the pandemic, man. Yeah, and Joe, Joe obviously, two hundred Main is amazing, and the Eau Claire Public Arts Council is, is such a cool thing that she's working on. So yeah, great organization. Man, big stuff from all three of these people coming into twenty twenty one. Just wait. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Could it be a great year? Um, I want to, yeah, thank Dennis and Joe and Mike once again for being on. So cool. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, DebraBecker.com, Southern State Farm Insurance, uh, Royal Credit Union, and the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Uh, great work. Thank you so much to those uh, businesses for your support. And as always, you know, if you have any feedback about the podcast, you can drop me a line at eric at volume1.org. We actually got some nice we fan got, mail we got fan mail we got a couple of nice notes in the email and made nice. my made my ego three times the size <laughs> as it is now so thank you to the people that wrote they all said nice things now the next challenge is to say something horrible about me <laughs> no. uh, I'll, I'll you know i embrace it you know all feedback is good feedback so um yeah of course thanks again to you tom for filling in here in the 11th hour appreciate that thanks to joel and alex on production hey guys Uh, and everybody that makes this thing go couldn't do it without you. So thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time on the Volume 1 Podcast. Hey, folks, thanks for watching the Volume 1 Podcast. Hey, while you're here, if you like what you see, click subscribe. Maybe like the video, share the video with your friends. Check out other episodes of the podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for watching.